0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Uh, today you have me, today you guys are all stuck with me, Danny. And we have next to me, we have Sephora, we have Jenny, and we have Shaylee also accompanying us. And with a bunch of people here that are sharing the Bible with us. Uh, I want to thank everybody that is here in the podcast. And I want to thank everybody that is listening to you guys. Thank you guys, well, that's listening to us. Thank you guys so much for choosing us. And today we're going to talk about uh, the place of blessing. Uh, which I feel like I say I always say this, but I think there's such good topics this time. I don't know why, the, the thing the names are like... A one, they're so good. And I was gonna tell you guys that this is a this place of blessing is, is really important because we have to understand what is the place of blessing. For example, uh, we can see a lot of people that where they moved, where they went, it was not a place of blessing. But yet, you know, because God was with them, it became a place of blessing. And I was I was gonna tell you guys I was gonna just share a quick story of in Genesis 13. If you guys wanna read it with with me, or if you guys wanna just read it afterwards in, in Genesis 13, it says that Abraham and Lot. If you guys don't know, Abraham was the uncle of Lot, and um. Abraham and Lot used to live together, and uh, they lived together, and they were very prosperous, both of them together, and they were, you know, they had huge camps, but they started to quarrel, they started to start, you know, you know how it is, they started to fight a little bit between them, and Abraham, as being the older, as being uh, the older person, he looks up to Lot and goes, hey, listen, let's, let's separate, let's separate our camps, because we're fighting a little bit too much, choose wherever you want to go, and after you choose, uh, i'll you know i'll choose myself and it says that in in verses nine through ten it says that that uh that abraham not abraham lot looked up and saw the nicest place, of course, but he—he's being smart, right? Like to to a regular human human, you know, brain, you're gonna look up and say, "Dude, I'm gonna go where there's more water, where there's more vegetation, because that's gonna be cool, right?" So he chooses this place. And I just before I before I move on to Abraham, I want to tell you guys that you know, as you guys know, a uh, lot moves moves to Sodom and Gomorrah, and you know, that's when you know God gets mad at this place, and he ends up you know raining fire, and then he gets destroyed, and then his wife turns around and turns into the pillar of salt. And, and you know, I, I just feel like. I feel like nothing well went for him. Even though he was a man of God, nothing really came out blessed from from him. You know what I mean? And on the other hand, in, in Genesis thirteen ten, it says that when Abraham chose this place, he looked down, he he kept he kept his his eyes down until the Lord told him to look up. And that's honestly that's what I find so beautiful, because that is a place of blessing. I'm going to say sure which place is it? And then, and then Abraham says he looks up and he saw nothing but desert, nothing but you know, nothing. He saw nothing and he says, That's where you're gonna go. And as you guys know, that's where God gave him You know, Israel, God gave him his... his, He gave him everything there. And the reason why I tell you guys the story is because the place of blessing is a spiritual place it's not a place where you live it's not where you know I live down in Compton you know and it's dangerous here. no no it's actually where and how you are spiritually because as you guys see Abraham here he went He he. when he chose a place there was nothing there and yet God blessed him to be who he was after uh, even Lot left and I was going to tell you guys that it's so crazy that the place of blessing that we see here is obedience towards God and and, and this is really important because he waited for the Lord to tell Abraham Abraham look up. And that's when he moved and that's when he chose something. And uh, I'll give you your time right now, Jenny, because I know you want to speak. I was going to tell you guys, but it's very important for us to understand this because the place of blessing isn't a a church. A place of blessing isn't your house. A place of blessing isn't a city, but a place of blessing is where you are with God. And I think that's the most important part. Go ahead, Jenny. You want to say?
1: Um, What I find interesting is, like, in this place of blessing, the, like, kind of like the core of what you're supposed to do is surrender yourself and that's exactly what what Danny was saying that Abraham that's that's what Abraham did he even though he knew that there was there was more like prettier places and he could have picked himself he waited and and as I'm reading the as I was reading the story of Lot what's interesting is that Lot he, he I think he had like a hard time surrendering um What he wanted, and and what he thought was like beautiful and stuff, because in Genesis nineteen fifteen in nineteen it starts like saying how Lot is in um, Sodom. Is that you say Sodom? Sodom. 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 And and what's what I question is why did why did Lot go to this specific city knowing what that city was?
0: It was a prosperous city.
1: Yeah, but but like even um, like in the beginning of this chapter, um, an angel comes to visit Lot, and then men from that city they come and they like bargain and and like there's bad things happening and and the the men ha- want to have sex with like the angel and just really turns into like a bad situation and Lot Lot sees this ha- sees everything that's happening and and um he even like offers his daughters to like the men and and it's just like a really like crazy story and but i just like question like why was he still there there? (laughs) like he knew that city was bad he knew that city was in in corruption and um and so after that happens the angel in 1915 it says when the morning dawned the angels urged Lot saying get up take your wife and two daughters who are here or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city but Lot hesitated and lingered and and that's what was kind of like ah what what is Lot doing because because he saw like the corruption this the situation with his daughters already happened, and and then he still like ha- I love the word that they use lingered like he still was like like he still wanted to stay in that city. And it says the men took hold of his hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters because the Lord was merciful to him, and they brought him out and left him outside the city with his family when they had brought them outside one of the angels said escape for your life do not look behind you or stop anywhere in in the entire valley escape to the mountains or you will be consumed and swept away but lot said to them oh no oh no not that place my lord it's like he was still not accepting that that god wanted to take him to another place he still wanted his own like he was still stuck in his own mind and didn't didn't let didn't let god control where he where he was meant to go right. so he's he's still like kind of like complaining like no i don't want to go to that place but that that place could have led to blessings and stuff but he was still like you know doubtful and then the angel like kind of tells him like please please listen your servant has found favor in your sight and you have and you have magnif- and magnified your loving kindness to me by saving my life, but I cannot escape to the mountains because of the disa- disaster will overtake me and I will be killed. So basically, what I just want to say is, like, this is an an, an example of of not letting ourselves, not surrendering our own wants, our own wherever we want to go to God, because. Whatever we want is what leads us to this um, corruption. There you go. You
0: know, you know, I found crazy that, that when, when the, the angels were telling him to leave, he was like, no, no, I can't go to the hills because, you know, I'll, get, I'll, I'll die there. I'll die of starvation. I'll die I'll die there. And then he, he goes, he tells them, let me go to this little city right here because right there I can at least thrive. And once again, right, what we're, what we're trying to say with him is that his place of blessing wasn't where he wants to be because the angels told him run to the hills right of course if the angels is telling you that it's because there's going to be something good for you just like jenny said but he said no no let me go he was saying he was saying no let me go to the little city that's near here that's a little bit better because there's a city you know there's a market i can have money and that's the first thing that we're trying to explain right the place of blessing might not look nice to your eyes but it has to look good to God. If God tells you to go there, you stay there and you go there until it happens, until the blessing comes. I don't know if you have something to say. Yes, I actually have, based
2: on... Abraham-in-law, actually, that it's crazy how you see the actual two differences when you surrender yourself to the Lord and when you don't. And when you, um, so like Abraham, he was ending, ended up being blessed and all of his descendants too. If you guys want to uh, read it, it's in Genesis 12, 2, 3, and God blessed him with a great nation and Every single one of, of Abraham's descendants, he blessed all of them. And then Lot, what happened? His family went to corruption. Liter- uh, you you s- literally see here that if you don't surrender yourself to the Lord, if you don't find that place of blessing in the Lord, that everything is going to go, like, bad. And if And sometimes I feel like it's so hard for us to, like, give and give and give because we tend to think oh we're not gonna ever receive back we're never gonna receive back and it's so hard for us to give up but in here in Luke 6 uh, 38 and it says give and you will receive a great quantity pressed together shaken down and running over will be put into your pocket the standards you use for others, will be applied to you. So we see here that when you give, you will receive. Um, I I like uh, mentioning Lot's wife too, because in that story, that same, the story that Jenny was um, saying, that Lot's wife, when they were running out, she looks back. But why does she look back? The question is why, but because she was attached and didn't want to let go of what was in that city. Like, we can judge all we want and say, oh, but that's bad. Like, why are you so attached to what's bad in that city? But we can see ourselves there that we, we don't want to be led by God like how Lot was. We don't want to be giving up or surrendering anything that we have like Lot's wife. And what happened? She turned into a pillar of salt. She died. So that's okay. You can see that we have to find that place of blessing, surrendering ourselves to the
0: Lord. Yeah, I was going to say, before you say something, Jen, I was going to tell you that. It's crazy that you say that because now that's what happens into our life, right? When God wants to move us and takes us out. For example, um, for example, sometimes we, God wants to remove us from a relationship. It can be friendship or it can be a boy or a girl or whatever it is. It wants to move us and he's telling you, bro move because destruction is coming. And you're like, no, 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 It's okay, it's okay. And he goes, no, no, move and don't look back. And you're literally like, uh, I don't think i seen that TikTok. And he goes, no, 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 <laughs> You know, and you don't want to. You do not want to. God goes, move because destruction is coming. And you're like, and you know, it's crazy what you said because it's so true. Spiritually, we do not want to move. Like, like even, even like look for our church. Like we're moving right now, right? And look how many people stopped coming because they didn't like the move. And I'm just like, Bro, we got to move to a bigger, better person Not which, which we're in there right now. And it's much better, bigger and much better. And I, I, I just listen to what people are like. People do not like moving, especially Latino people. They prefer, I'm saying this is something crazy. Yeah, they is. prefer to live in an apartment with two bedrooms, even though they have nine kids, for 25 years. And that's okay with them, paying 1000 bucks a month. And no, 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 this is this is good. No, no, we got to move. We got to build up. We got to level up. If you have an apartment when you're 15, uh, 21, or you're getting married on an apartment, okay, dude, next up when you're 35, 40, just get a house, my guy. And then your kids have houses. And then everybody got houses in your house. And then there's, you know, and then when you die, everybody's good. You know, like, we got to move. And God is a God of progress. And we got to understand that, that the place of blessing is in progress. If you're stayed, if you're stuck, you're not going to be blessed there. Go ahead, Jenny, I'm sorry.
1: Um um someone that i really look up to in the bible is ruth because she is also an example of someone who wasn't scared to like move up that wasn't scared to get out of the place that she was in um when her husband died and her mother-in-law naomi naomi basically told her what do you call them her daughter-in-laws that (laughs) i
0: was like what are you
1: saying (laughs) she told her daughter-in-laws like um go cuz i have nothing to give you like um your my sons are are have passed away and the the other daughters the daughter-in-laws do go away but ruth tells um i'll read it it's ruth 116 it says but ruth replied don't ask me to leave you and turn back wherever you go i will go wherever you live i will live your people will be my people and your god will be my god wherever you die i will die And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. And I just, I think we could take this. I know that Ruth is, like, talking to Naomi, but we can take it to our own lives. And as, like, Ruth must have had, like, a plan already with her husband. Like, she, or even there was probably something, um... Probably like another like when her husband died, she maybe she even had like a thought like uh, like okay well well since I don't have a husband anymore, I can look for someone else. Like she didn't really need to go with Naomi, but but I just think that it's beautiful that she surrendered her future, Mm. what could have what could have what she could have built. She had a chance to get married again and
0: be happy. Exactly,
1: but but instead she said no even um wherever you will go i will go your god will be my god she surrendered that and and honestly that story amazes me because it showed that she was she was there for the whole ride like she was, like she was yeah literally um she showed naomi like loyalty throughout the whole way and yeah
0: and if you guys notice what is what does she do naomi tells her okay come and then she ends up getting the biggest blessings of them all, which is marry the king. And she didn't marry the king by sleeping with him, but by submitting him. him, I was gonna tell you guys that this is so crazy because what you said is true. She, I don't want to say it like this, but maybe this is the best way we can understand. It, we understand it. She bet all her marbles on Naomi, somebody that her whole family died, literally, and she had nothing. She was bitter she bet all her marbles on Naomi and Naomi got her to marry the king at the end of the day. And that's what I'm trying to say, like, if God is with you, that's why I love that she says, I will be with you and your God is my God. And I think that's what God heard and said, oh, you're going to submit that? Okay, let's do it. If I'm going to be your God, I'm going to show you what type of God I am. And he puts her so high and she puts her now next to the king and the king loves her. And now the king goes, what do you want? What do you want? Because after we're married, half, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, I'm telling you that out of nothing. That's why I like uh, uh, what Life from Ashes. I think there's uh, there's there's a lot of music like that, but I like that because from nothing, God can make so much, you know, and we have to understand that. And, oh, sorry. Uh, and
1: not even like she, um, not even that she like met Boaz and she had like the great time, a great life. She also was like one of the descendants of Jesus. Yes. Her, her, like, I, I have to like read it again but I know that like she has a son and then from that son comes yes, like um, Jesse and David yeah. and it, wow no, I, it's I, so beautiful that's what I'm saying
0: thought, listen to this from nothing she lost everything she was a single woman you know what a single woman would have said oh, I'm gonna go look for another husband because yes. that's, that's what happened that's what would happen, or I would have said, "Hey, give me one of your cousins or your uncles, whatever it is, right?" Because back then, that's the use of yeah. It was kind of weird, right? <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean. But instead, she goes, "No, I'm gonna choose this woman that's not only not only better. She's angry. She's gonna give me probably a hard time being here. And not only that is that she's nothing. She's not gonna do anything. I'm gonna live with her, and I'm gonna I'm gonna treat her. I'm, she's gonna be mine. I'm gonna go to work. And at the end of the day, God chooses to be her, her, her especially her, to be in her lineage." Dude, I think that's amazing what you just said. Where's the, where's the place of blessing? In surrendering yourself, and God will bless you. Yeah. The, that's that, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Go ahead. Um,
1: just to say one thing um,
2: that... You can say two. <laughs> that um, Ruth also, she stood firm on Christ, and so did Abraham. Like you said, even at your place of blessings, even though if it's a desert... Um, and you can't see anything. God knows that there's something better for you. Just like if you just stand firm on Christ. In Luke twenty one nineteen, it says, "Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ." So even in our place of b- blessings. Um, even though we can't see anything, but God knows what He has. He has something better for you, and that's why we have to stand firm in Christ always.
0: And, and you know, I was gonna tell you what you said—that where you stand is so important, right? Because we see that Esther, Ruth, Abraham all stood on the Lord. And you know, I was reading. Well, I like this. I like this one because it always stays in my head. I was reading with all the youth. Uh, you know the story of Samuel. If you guys noticed, Samuel, uh, Samuel, uh, Samuel, Eli, and his kids all lived under the same roof. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruth. Uh, no, not Ruth, but Ru- uh, Ruth. <clears throat> but yet, they were all in different places. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Look, look at the place of blessing. So Eli was in his room. Let's just call that, uh, um, that now let's, not call it the, let's call it the holiest place. not the holy place, right? This, his kids were nowhere there. They were in the atrium outside. But where was Samuel. He was next to the ark in the holiest of places. So, and then where does God speak to Samuel? In the holiest of places. Where does Samuel do? Go tell the, the person that was in the holy places, which was his leader. God is calling me. What do I do? And he tells him, He's like, dude, call, God call him and call him out. You know, talk to him. And it's so crazy that they were all in the same place, yet they were their blessings were completely different. For example, mm-hmm. as you guys know, the kids of Eli, they were completely lost. Eli had lost his vision. He was no longer seeing. He was no longer prophesying. He was no longer doing anything. And yet Samuel, under the same roof, was having conversations with God. And I find that so 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 beautiful because it's not about because you know a lot of people say oh I can't be holy because of the way where I live or how my dad is or how my mom is or you know uh, you know no no it's not about them but it's about you where you reside where you live where you sleep and I always like to say this because it's very important where you sleep doesn't mean that you know you're gonna call the Holy Spirit and then go to sleep right what it means is that where your comfort is and that's so hard to get guys that is the hardest thing to get to find comfort in the presence of the Holy Spirit because. You almost want to cry to him, you know, because you're you're so tired of life and you're. But it's to find comfort. And I, I just want to tell you, guys, the place of blessing was in this household, was which, which corrupted, and yet God decided to speak to uh, Samuel. He decided to take out the vision of Eli and completely uh, kill out uh, uh, Eli's sons. And yet, three different, literally, lives, the worlds, in one home. Yeah. The place of blessing is not is not somewhere. But it's it's somewhere in your spirit life. Where do you live? It's spiritual. Do you live in the presence of the Holy Spirit? If you do, most likely you're gonna be in a place of blessing. And if not, you're gonna be just like Eli. You're gonna either gonna be fading out, or you're gonna be completely lost outside. And I I, I like to tie in that, that in with the H M with the holy place and the holiest place because yeah. where where should we live? We should live in the holiest place, mm-hmm. uh, if if you ask me. I can continue, but I want to continue if you have something to say.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, the pattern that I'm noticing here is that when you surrender yourself uh, to the Lord, you have to let everything go. And then bad times happen. And we humans, we know that that's going to happen. So we try to avoid that. Then that's why people do not surrender themselves, because they're so scared of the bad things happening. They're like, no, 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 I'm actually comfortable here and nice in my, in like a little, like whatever, like uh, how you were saying about the families. Like I'm, I'm nice here with my little bedroom apartment yeah. with my 19 kids. It's like, no, you're not, no, you're not. God God wants more for you. And and we're scared to, to take the next step because we're scared to be in, in uncomfortable situations. But sometimes those uncomfortable situations, it's where we find a place of blessings, guys. Like going through hard times is the only way where we can seek the Lord. And I see here in Isaiah 41, 13 and 14, and it says, I am the Lord your God, who holds your right hand and I tell you, don't be afraid, I will help you. People of Israel, descendants of Jacob, you may be weak and worthless, but do not be afraid. I myself will help you. This is what the Lord himself says. I am the holy one of Israel and the one who saves you. So we see here that God is saying Himself to you guys that He is always here. And this um verse like reminded me when he said, I will grab your right hand is like it's like a kid lost in a grocery store. And once and he was like, Oh my goodness, like I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Where are my parents? Where are my parents? And then your parents finding you, you're like, Okay, here, here. I'll grab your hand. Let's go, let's go. This is where we should go. And it's like that. Like, we're lost, we don't know what to do, we don't know what to say. We're all scared, but God grabs our hand and he says, No. Don't be scared because I know where I'm taking you. And but only if you allow me, only if you put your hand to me. It I'm God is uh, reaching his hand out to you, but if you reach your your hand out to him back, then he will bless you. And uh, the example I see here in the Bible is David. When do David went through Whatever you can think of, you know, but still when he was going through those things, he was like, no, no, I'm surrendering myself to the Lord. And he says um, in Psalms 37, 7, and it says, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him do not be preoccupied with evildoers who succeeds in his way when he carries out his schemes and then i there's another verse that david also says in psalms 55 22 and it says cast your burdens to the lord and he will sustain you so we see here that um that the lord dude he it's not not dude i'm sorry (laughs) but guys like we see that if you surrender yourself to the Lord and you give him everything, you will have blessings after that. Yeah.
0: And uh, you, know, you know what I was yeah. going to tell you guys? That I, I was never going to bring in David up, but mm-hmm. I think now that you brought it up, it's, <laughs> it's so beautiful because if you guys notice, uh, David David was anointed as a king at a really young age, mm-hmm. right? But he didn't become king. He was king, but yet he wasn't king. Actually, I was going you guys, a place of blessing, another place of blessing, because he was surrendered, just like you, you, you were saying, right? Surrendering your life. How is it, Just honestly, I find David also amazing. How is it that David is running away from Saul, right? He is cornered in a cave, and yet he makes a fortress and an army in that cave. It's not about the place. It's about you surrendering yourself to God. When I find that, when, when you stop and reading this, that all the rejects, all the people that were in debt go to him with him, and they follow him. And then he makes an army out of them. It's shocking because the blessing wasn't in the place when Saul would go back to a, a tent. He would have, he was the king, and he didn't have any blessings. And yet David, wherever he went, he was saved. Wherever he went, he was he was making armies. Wherever he went, he was being hidden. Everywhere he went, he was being blessed. While running away, while being chased down. And Saul chasing, doing the hating, never. Never. Actually, he would sin. He killed a bunch of uh uh sacerdotes, I don't know, uh priests. He killed a lot of priests. He made a lot of mistakes on the way. And what would David do? Run away, run away, run away. And wherever he would go, bless, 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 bless. Uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a part of that story that we we don't we don't talk about, that where he went with this priest. You know, the priest didn't just hide him. The priest gave him Goliath's uh a sword or shield. If I'm not wrong, I, I need to read that again. But they gave him weapons to go fight. And he doesn't. He instead runs away, which which I find so amazing, right? He's not gonna fight against this king. He runs away and, and, and he continues running away and everywhere he goes he's being blessed. And just just by you telling you but just by letting you know, like right, he knew he was king, gonna be king. Like he could have said, Bro, Sal, you're, you're done, Sal. You're done. We're gonna fight, you're gonna die. You're done, I'm gonna be next king. And yet he went on till he was thirty years old, guys. And I want to tell you guys, I'm gonna do because I can speak a lot. I don't want to speak too much. And I was gonna tell you guys that even when he gets to the throne, the first thing he does when he gets his throne is he says this, which I find is amazing. He goes, go find the descendants of Saul and tell them they're gonna eat with me today. And I look at him and I'm like, bro, you've been, you've been chased for the last, how many years by Saul? And then you can, when you, get, you finally get your throne, you're gonna go, oh, go call his, uh, his nephew, go call wh- whoever is there. They're going to come. And they come to him. They're going to kill me. No, like, no, no. Come, eat with me in my table. And then he tells them, you will always have a spot in my table. And I just find that. I was like, you see what I'm saying? It's not whether they have a palace or you have a cave, but it's whether your life is surrendered to God. Yes. And that's what David did. His life was surrendered to God. Therefore, everywhere he went, he flourished.
2: Yeah. And David also understood that no matter what's happening, God is always there. And if he has God, not, nothing bad. Well, not, not nothing bad happens, but you're you're done like god, god takes care control. of everything exactly. yeah yeah exactly good
0: bad or, or ugly god has his hand yeah in and it, god way. is
2: there all the time and then we see an example that someone that did not understand that was job he like when he was rich and he had everything um there came a point where everything was taken away from him and he was like god why would you take everything away from me and then like after when when um, he God gave him leprosy and and he was questioning God over and over and over again and he was like why God why would you do this and then he came to a point where he's like I wish I was never born and then he was like God take away my life because I don't I I'd rather die than be alive and suffer all of these sufferings but God I mean God uh Job he questioned God and he never understood God's power he was like. He was like, why are you doing this? Just kill me. Just kill me. Just kill me. But it wasn't until Job realized that he's not supposed to understand God. We're not supposed to understand what God does in our lives. We're just supposed to be like, you know what? I surrender. You're you're my father. I'm doing whatever you tell me. It's just like your parents were just like, okay, you don't want to do stuff, but you're going to have to do, obey them no matter what. The same thing. Like You're supposed to obey God no matter what's happening. And then until, like how I was saying, until Job Realized that he I mean, until Job understood that he was like, you know what? I trust in you. Fine. You can do whatever happens in my life, and then I will trust in you. And then it's when God blessed him after, but now with just with everything he had, he blessed him with double of what he had to start off with.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's beautiful how I was I was telling, I was telling Seth this that the way he gets that. Mm-hmm. It's really important because he doesn't just I don't know or him, yeah, you know, no. double everything. But he, you know, you know, just because I know you were asking me this mm-hmm. stuff, he he is he is struggling, right? He mm-hmm. is barely getting out of talking with God, and he tells them, "Hey, go pray for the people that were talking bad about you, his friends." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the minute he prays for them, then he starts getting the double the double blessing. the double blessing so it's beautiful how you said that job understood this that it was about surrendering his life and surrendering his pride mm-hmm. because imagine the whole time his but if you guys read job all these people weren't going Ah, oh, job are you okay job no they were saying job what have you must have done you know you know it's funny because i was reading a preaching that says that he would have a lingering eye towards towards virgins and he even says he says i kept my eye from virgins meaning Meaning that Meaning that Meaning that his struggle He was a good man But his struggle was like Yo there was a pretty girl there Like you know, I'm like, I'm looking away because I'm struggling, right? And, and if you're a man, you know that 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 is something that men struggle with. Like, I'm, you know, like you're trying to cover your eyes. Like, I wish, I don't want to be blind, God, though. Because <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't want to be, but I wish, you know, we, I, I really wish we had advisors, you know, so I could just be looking at what's in front of me, you know? And, 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 and if you guys notice, that if you read Job, he says that he promised God he would be away from virgins. And, and uh, I can find it for you guys afterwards, but if you guys read it, it's there. So, Imagine these people telling them this. And then God goes, Okay, now you feel better, it's like yeah, I feel better. Okay, go pray for them. And you're just like, but you're God do not telling me all these things and, and now what it, I'm gonna go pray for them and like, yeah, go pray for them because they need your prayer. And he goes up, goes prays for them, and goes, Oh, okay, you've surrounded everything, even your pride? Alright, here it is. I'm gonna give you double. The only thing he didn't give him double was double wives, but <laughs> but everything else he gave him double. Did you have something to say? Uh
1: uh, this is time. No, I, I, oh my I God. have something. So sometimes there's like Somewhere. there's like circumstances where yeah, you like God is telling you surrender, surrender but sometimes we just don't surrender and, and we fall and God, I feel like God is just like, okay, fine. Like a parent like a parent can advise you and tell you stuff, but at the end of the day, like the child is just gonna do whatever he wants to, and then once he falls on his face, he'll realize, wow, my mom or my dad was right, and 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 this is exactly what happens to the prodigal son. He 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 had everything from his father. He was great, but then one day he tells his father, like, I don't, um, just give me all of like my inheritance, was yeah. it? And then um, I'm gonna leave. And the father. The father, I could like imagine him like okay like go. Yeah, cause he didn't cry for him or anything. Yeah. Like, he was like, "You want it? Okay, here." Yeah. You go. Crazy. And then, but then, and, and the prodigal son, like he goes through a bunch of stuff, and he he, you know, like he's being fed um, from like the pigs. Um, is that called pig's pen? That. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. And then, but then finally the prodigal son like comes to his senses and in Luke fifteen seventeen, it says, but when he finally came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough food while I'm, I am here dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So when he got up, he came to his father but while but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him and um, so right here we, we see that that finally the prodigal son comes to his senses and and I think that that's exactly what what happened because it's not only just like okay, surrender and then and then you'll get what you want sometimes it's harder for some people everyone grows everyone has like their own story or their own testimony and how they finally like come to their senses with christ and as the prodigal son um he finally like surrenders himself and he even humbles himself and he says like like honestly i'll just get what i want and e- you can even just take me in as one of your hired men and i'll work for you
0: You know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about surrendering ourselves spiritually, right? Surrendering our our pride. And you know what you're just touching? Surrendering your expectations. Because the reason why he left was because he thought there was something, the place of blessing was outside in the world. And then in reality, what you read was he understood that, how can I be here where I'm not in the place of blessing? And the place of blessing is in my father's house. So what what, what did he surrender? His expectation. He was like, okay, great. I had my fun here, but it all ended. And if you guys noticed, the party started until he got there Mm -hmm. and that's what i find amazing because his expectations everything that he always wanted was in his father's house but when he left he was like no no no, my i'm gonna do it my way and when he came back he said okay this is the way i'm gonna do it and what is what is what does his father do he doesn't treat him as a hired hand he gives him a ring new sandals and a cloak and a cloak meaning recognizes him as a no, no no you might want to be a servant but you're not my servant you Mm -hmm. are my son and, and and look, just I think just to end, and I think i want to do the fourth point. I want to tell you guys that. Like, I'm done. I don't really want to read the Bible. But mm-hmm. If you guys want to tell you, guys, just a place of blessing. Because the place of blessing, there's also dangers. Not only blessings, but there's also dangers. If you mm-hmm. guys remember the story of, uh, uh, not the story, but, the, but the, well, the story in the Bible that uh, the Israel uh, would, was looking for Canaan, right? Right after Moses takes them out. And they're, they're running around the desert for 40 years. And yet, listen to everything that was going on. There was, at night, there was a pillar of fire to keep them warm. In the afternoon, where it was the hottest, there was, a, there was a huge cloud keeping them from shade, right? There was manna falling from the tzikai. And there was, a, there was a rock. It says there was a rock, huge rock that would follow them that would spring out water. Imagine this, right? In the desert, moving in circles. Sh- check this out. Where was the place of blessing? There. Where, where, where they were, there was the, the people following God was a blessing. And how did the Israelites react? Complaining, nothing was ever good enough. When are we gonna get there? And what did God do? Waited until the last Israelite of that of that of that generation to die to finally go into Canaan. So what can it is make sure that our place of uh, of blessing doesn't become so much blessings that we overlook the blessings and we become like Israel, complaining and always saying why, why this, why that, or I'm hungry, or I want meat, I'm tired of manna. No, hey, I'm tired of becoming this way. No continue doing what you must do and continue understanding that not everybody has the place of blessing that you're in and don't become uncomplacent just like israel if you guys don't know what uncomplacent means is that you're never happy with anything all right guys god bless you guys take care and uh this was the podcast of uh, the place of blessings and uh, i want to thank everybody that's here follow us on instagram and um i'll see you guys next week take care god bless see you guys next time